1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the season premiere of In the Spotlight Football Friday, here on this Friday, September 11, 2015, and on this anniversary of uh, what was just a horrific day 14 years ago. We obviously pause and take time to reflect today on those that lost their lives. On that day, 14 years ago, September 11, 2001. So our thoughts, our prayers, our condolences continue to go out to all those that lost their lives on that horrific day and to all those that are still mourning and traumatized, family and friends, loved ones, the victims. All those impacted that day. We all were in some way, shape, or form, but some obviously far more directly than others as far as losing loved ones and so our thoughts and prayers, condolences go out to all those that lost their lives that day and their family, friends and loved ones. Our hearts go out to you still fourteen years later and the one thing that you take from this day every year is you don't ever forget what happened on that day. Just don't ever forget. It was it's it's something that should always be in our minds. Now remember those that lost their lives, those that gave their lives. Remember their families, their friends, their loved ones, and pray for peace. And think for, and 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 think about peace. Do things that can help cultivate peace. Don't encourage violence. You know, um, that's that's the thing to take with you going forward here, because uh, that's obviously that uh, little things can help. And if you can, you know, help out any charities or organizations that benefit, you know, maybe 9-11 funds or those that, you know, victims and their families um, or any kind of charities that benefit, like, emergency personnel, like firefighters and EMTs who, obviously, there was a tremendous loss of life in regards to them on 9-11-2001. So... Keep all that in mind here on this day and going forward, because it shouldn't just be about this one day a year. You should always be, you should keep uh, September 11, 2001, in your in your mind every day. It was one of the most horrific days in our history, if not the most horrific day in our history, and it's something that you nobody should ever ever forget. So again, thoughts, prayers, and condolences to family, friends, and loved ones of the victims on that horrible day, to all those that lost their lives on that day, may they rest in peace. And to all those that, that were impacted, our prayers, our thoughts go out to all of you here today on this 14th anniversary of the September 11 terrorist attacks. Now, today is um, our season premiere. And, you know, as I said, it, this 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 is going to be a, you know, last year you all know how we did this. You know, we always did it on Friday, except for on the rare occasion we did it on another day Maybe like the, I think Thanksgiving week we did it on a Wednesday or something. You know, this is going to be a different kind of show this year in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking nothing, uh, talking about everything football related here. It's going to be a football focused show. Um, you remember last year we we for the most part did mostly NFL. We did the occasional college football segment. Once we got towards the the playoffs and the bowls, we did obviously far more. But um, I'm going to try to make an effort to keep make college football more of a regular occurrence on the show. I, I want to try to be all-inclusive. And while I, we don't get a lot of emails or a lot of people asking us to talk about college football, I still want to make it more of an effort to, to put it into the show. Because, it, you know, especially in light of the fact that I think the playoffs kind of brought college football some magic back last season, I want to kind of try to build on that a little bit, you know, build on that momentum. I I do think it's gotten better. I think the playoffs are going to help it, and it's still a work in progress, but I think it's going in the right direction, especially after what we saw at the end of last season in the playoffs. So I want to try to make it more of a regular fixture. Obviously we won't talk about it as much as we do the NFL um, you know, it might be something we do at the end of the show and talk about, like, what games to watch this weekend, et cetera. But I want to try to at least bring it into each and, every NFL, uh, each and every football Friday show that we do. That's something you're going to have as a change going forward. Another thing you're going to have as a change going forward is, you know, last year we spent so much of the at least the first half of our of, of, of the season talking about the scandals. And let's face it, there was scandal after scandal in the NFL with the domestic abuse stuff and, you know, and and hopefully that won't be the case this year. Hopefully, this will be on the field stuff, and that alone is going to probably you know make our shows a little shorter because there were some shows last, especially the first few weeks, that were very long. And the idea behind the show, I know that this is going to be on. I mean, this is a show that if we do it during the day, it's cutting into your time during the day. I know people don't have a lot of time to 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 listen to it. Also, I know that people don't listen to it a lot. We listen to an archive. So I want to try not to make this show overly long. I want it to be, and this was my point from the beginning when we started the show last year. I want it to be quick. I want it to be concise. I want it to be, it serves basically the idea behind this show to start was to get the football stuff off of our main show, sports show on Tuesdays so it allows us to talk about other sports stuff because the football stuff was taking up way too much of our time. So essentially we were moving our football segment into its own show. So, it needs to be more like a segment and not a long, drawn out affair. And that's something that we're going to try to do going forward here, too, is to make it very focused. Okay? Now, obviously, once you get to the playoffs, you can be a little bit more focused. There's less games. But right now, we have so many games, and everybody's starting fresh. You know? So, you ba- base so much of what you discuss on what's going to be a good game and whatnot, and on what's on paper and what you think. Okay? Now, by the time we get to about week six or week seven, you know, we'll have a few weeks under our belt. We'll go, all right, that's we we'll know what games are really good just by looking at the records and the matchups. Right now, sure, there's teams out there that you can guess are going to be good and it's going to be a good match. And there's some story rivalries like Giants and Cowboys. But a lot of these are going to be like, hey, you're just looking at them and going, hey, I think that maybe could be a good game. You know, that's you're, you're kind of going off of what, what you see on paper and maybe – Maybe just a feel. So, um, but what we want to try to do is we don't want to try to go all, you know, we don't want to drag things out to the point where it's dry and boring. Okay? So what we're going to do is what what we always do. We talk about what's already happened first. So if I already had one game happen, we'll talk about that game. That's last night, the NFL season kickoff with the Patriots versus the Steelers in Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. We'll talk about that game. And then we'll get right into previewing week one of the NFL season. And then we'll make our picks. And that will be the format. But, the, but the, the, the thing that I want people to prepare themselves for, is anybody that's listened to me over the years, you know, I like to give you detail. I like to get into things. I like to go in depth. Well, first of all, week one, you can't really go too far in depth. But as you go along you can. But I also want people to know too that we we're not gonna go we're not gonna dissect every game. Some games will be dissected, some won't. We'll go with the ones that have the big headlines going for it, the big the big big stories going for it, and that's what we'll focus on. A lot of people have asked me, well, will we do an actual like you know, last year when we started this on the premiere we we did kind of like an overview of the season. We will do that. We'll do that through Uh, as we talk about week one, give you a little bit of a preview, make some picks, predictions for the season. We'll do a little bit of that today. We won't go too long with that, but we'll do a little bit of that today. Won't be doing over-unders or anything like that, but we'll make some picks and predictions, and we'll have some fun with that here today. And then, like I said, I'll try to do some college football. The other thing going into the season that might be a little bit different is the time situation. Right now, one of the reasons why I was so vague about what we're going to do if football 5 was going to come back. Remember last year, I was adamant that it was. Was because I wasn't sure what my work situation was going to be, and I'm still not. I happen to be available today, that's why we're doing the show right now. Now I don't know if that's always going to be the case. As I said on the show last, uh, uh, as I said on the show Tuesday night, it's going to be a week-to-week thing. You know, tune in every to, to, on, on our shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll let you know what's going to be happening with Football Friday. There might be weeks where I have to record it ahead of time and just post it on Friday because I want to keep it on Friday. There might be times I have to do it really early in the morning or, or really late in the day. It just depends. And it'll be a week-to-week thing. I'd love to give it a regular time slot so we don't have to do this and mess around, but it's too hard. It's just too hard. So bear with us with that. Remember, last season we had a similar situation. Some days it was earlier, some days it was later. Sometimes I told you all the time, and we didn't start to an hour after that fact. It's just the way it is. Okay, It's just the way it is, and it worked out okay last year for the most part, so it didn't really hurt us too much. So just bear with us with that, the timing and the scheduling. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Pay attention on the shows to the announcements I make, and you'll you'll know when it's going to when Football Friday will air, and you'll know, I you know how to plan around and and listen to it. All right, so I think that's all the informative stuff that I have to tell you all here. So let's get right down to it here. Um, as always, if you like to interact and contribute to the show, have your voice heard. You can email us at itspotlight401 at gmail dot com. That's itspotlight401 at gmail dot com. You can also follow us and tweet us at IT Spotlight411 against IT Spotlight411. And please remember to use the hashtag hashtag IT Spotlight411 against hashtag IT Spotlight41 or for our football Friday shows. Special hashtag hashtag ITS football Friday. Again, it's hashtag ITS football Friday. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for us using the full title of our show the spotlight of Brian Gardner. And then once you find our page, our fan page, we like our page and we'll go ahead and post whatever it is you like to post. Jeff Tech, it's been nice enough to join me here today on this afternoon. as my second in command. I was football Friday shows most of the time I'm the lead host. I, I well the only host, pardon me, so he but he is with me here. So have got a staff of two here and we are ready to go here. And let's start um I mentioned I'd give you all a little overview of the season. When we do that right now. Last season had its first six to eight weeks marred, maybe in the whole season if you want to go further than that, marred by scandal, the domestic abuse case, and then the end of the season was marred by the Floyd gate, which extended throughout the entire off season. And I don't want to get into the whole DeFoytgate gate thing, Brady winning his appeal. I want to leave that alone. Nothing's been said about that. We didn't talk too much about Brady winning his appeal. Actually, we didn't talk about it at all. But I, don't, I just so what's said is said. I want to keep that focus on the on on the on the field stuff right now, so let's leave it at that. But so much of last season was about off the field scandals and, and stuff, and it, and it, it cast a pall over what was a pretty competitive NFL season. And this year should be very competitive, competitive as well. And there's a lot of things to look at. Some of the repercussions of the scandals of last season. How will they play out this season? Roy Rice come back. Adrian Peterson coming back. You know, some of these guys that were suspended making comebacks. You know, we'll keep an eye on all of them. Then there's the teams that surprised last year, like the Cardinals. You know, and injuries depleted them down the stretch. Well, they... You know, they were a popular pick last year. They surpassed expectations, but injuries kind of took them down. Will they be a force this year? What about the Cowboys, who surprised everybody? Will they take a step back or continue to push forward? The Eagles, that's a trendy pick, the Eagles. The Colts, will they continue to step forward? The 49ers, will they have a resurgence after everything just kind of came apart for them last year? What of the Seahawks? Will there be a post-Super Bowl drop-off there, considering the way they lost the Super Bowl. Patriots already made a statement last night. Everybody expects them to make a statement this year. They're coming into this season with a chip on their shoulder, especially Tom Brady. You know they're going to be good. You know they're going to be in this. So how far do they go? Last year, the AFC North was a phenomenal division. The Steelers, the Ravens, the Bengals, even had the Browns there. Will the Browns continue to push forward? Will the Bengals Finally break the glass ceiling.
0: Win the division and break the glass ceiling. Lots of questions. Denver, will this be
1: Peyton Manning's last season? How will they come back from their disappointment at the end of last season? So a lot of questions around the league. And there's always some surprises. There's always a surprise team or two that gets something into play. Who will it be this year? You know, a lot of people, the Bills are a trendy pick. Rex Ryan there, they made some big moves. The Bills are a trendy pick, and I think they could be a surprise. They're my dark horse this year. Not to win the Super Bowl, but to be a, a, a major player. What about the NFC South, which was a terrible division last year, just completely fell apart? What would be better this year. The Panthers down there, the Saints,
0: the Bucs, the Falcons. Will the Texans, everybody's
1: favorite darling to pick every year for the last three years, finally, you know, back up
0: that kind of support and and challenge the Colts. A lot of questions. If you look at it, you like you you, you think that the uh, the
1: AFC North division will be just as competitive, at least between those three teams, the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals. The NFC South will probably be competitive between the Saints and the Falcons at the very least, but the Panthers should be in the mix too. That should be a little bit more. That should be quite difficult. The NFC East should be very interesting. We'll see if the Giants, who many people think Tom Coughlin and companies on the hot seat. I think they are. They usually respond well with that, but you got the Cowboys and the Eagles in that division and the Redskins. Now, the Redskins, a lot of eyes are going to be on the Redskins because Robert Griffin III, you know, injury-prone, et cetera, he'll be the backup. So we'll see how that situation develops. That will be an ongoing seasonal story this season. Um, you look at the NFC um, NFC North, Green Bay, Uh, Detroit, Chicago. Chicago figures to have a better year this year. The Lions took a step forward last year. You like that division a lot. Um, We'll see what the Vikings do with Peterson coming back. That should be an interesting division. NFC West, you know, you got the Seahawks there. A lot of people wonder if there will be a kind of like a, a hangover from the Super Bowl. You know, you remember what happened last year. They kind of had some struggling moments last year, but they were able to overcome it and get back to another Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. I mean, the way they lost that Super Bowl was heartbreaking. But, again, the Cardinals are kind of like a wild card there. You don't know if last year was a mirage or not. A lot of people still believe in them, but you've got to, you know, see what happens there. The 49ers are just a huge, huge, big factor, I think, not only in that division, but in the NFC. Because... you you know that something was off about them from the beginning of last year. All right, everybody. I, I remember I said this from the beginning of last year. I felt like Harbor lost that team. I think Harbor lost that team partly the the season before, and it, it carried over and it just never clicked. New coach, new kind of vibe, new energy. We'll see what happens. To me, the Forty ers so much of the NFC might hinge on them. Because everybody, so many other teams, you kind of know what what you're going to get with them. You don't know what you're going to get with the 49 if The talent is there, and Colin Kaepernick, this is his year. All right, he needs to show he needs to develop, and he needs to show a newfound maturity. His game needs to develop. His, he, he 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 regressed last year. That says a lot because when he first came up, he needed a lot of development. Now he needs even more development, in my opinion. So we're going to have to see what happens there. The NFC should be a highly competitive league. The AFC, uh, you know you know the Patriots will be in there. We'll see what the Bills can do. The Bills are a big dark horse. The Jets, I would have believed them more before the Geno Smith situation with you know, getting punched in the face and all. But I think that division is the Patriots to lose. Obviously the Dolphins are always in the mix. But you have to keep an eye on the Bills. And Rex Lex loves the drama. You know he'll make it interesting when the, the Bills play the, pay the, pay the Patriots, so we'll see what happens there. But really, it's the Patriots to lose. I mentioned that I think the AFC North will be a very strong competitive division, just like last year at the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Uh, you know, you got the AFC South, which should be the Colts to lose. I don't believe in anybody else in that division. Then it's the AFC West, which could be interesting. You know, you got Denver there, and you expect Denver to be the favorite, but the Chargers really did some nice things last year. You expect them to be in the mix. And then the Chiefs, who I think kind of like the 49ers are in the NFC, are kind of like that swing team, except that they don't have, you know, they got Andy Reid there, and you know, they're always a competitive team, and they're always tough to play at at in their building. But you you still don't feel like you know what you're going to get with them. So they're like the 49ers to me, and it's funny, they're both out west, these two teams. To me, a lot of the AFC might depend on them, because they could go either way, and that's kind of the case with the Chiefs every year, but they could go either way. I think the NFC, is a far more competitive league. I think there's more teams that are going to be in the mix there. The AFC, I think we generally have a, a pool of teams that we think can make it, and there's a pool of teams that we don't think have a chance, and that's kind of just the way it is. But it all makes for a very interesting season. Parity will always be in play here. Um, there hasn't been too many huge injuries early season, preseason, that will hurt any team detrimentally. So that's always good. You hope that that's, that, that carries through here because uh, you want to keep the best players on the field and it makes things more interesting. So um, I'm not going to make season picks right now. We'll wait till we do picks later on. Um, I just, but that's my general overview of what to look for and and what the season uh, looks like and what it should bring. Now let's get into how the season started last night. And it starts with a, a kickoff uh, between the Patriots and the Steelers at at Stadium and Foxborough. And obviously a week ago there was a lot of people thinking, but will Brady even be in this game? Most people think, didn't think he would. Much to NBC's ratings, the light he was because he won his appeal, and obviously that was an underlying storyline, and I wish it wasn't, and thankfully it wasn't addressed ad nauseum throughout the broadcast of the game itself until later on when the crowd started chanting, where's Roger, which is their right, and was kind of amusing, and then, of course, that kicked off. And I like Al Michaels, okay? I like Al Michaels. I don't have an issue with Al Michaels. Collinsworth, I I can take or leave. I think some, some games he's good, some games he's bad. Sometimes he brings stuff into the broadcast that have no bearing being in the broadcast. Well, Chris Collinsworth last night, I you know go, I, it's, it's un, I don't want to hear whether you asked Tom Brady point blank whether he destroyed his cell phone. That that stuff is not relevant to me. Okay, we we've discussed the flight gate thing nonstop. It's kind of like it's kind of like being in a court hearing and saying that it's irrelevant to the case. I don't want to hear whether you asked Tom Brady and Tom Brady said. Oh no, 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 no. I don't care what you. Say. I don't care about your private conversation with Tom Brady about the flight gate. I don't care. I want that stuff to go away. I want to focus on the game. I don't want I don't want your opinion of, of what Brady said to you. After. I don't want any of that garbage. What I want is I want you to focus on giving your commentary about what we're seeing on the field. I'm done with these scandals. I'm done with this DeflateGate nonsense. I'm done with it. The season started last night. Let's focus in on what's what's on the field. Enough of that garbage. I get that the crowd chanting gave you kind of an 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 in to kind of bring it all up. I don't care.
0: Garbage. I don't want to hear it. Garbage. Garbage. Pure and simple.
1: Other than that, I thought the broadcast was good. I thought it was a good game. The Steelers could have easily, that game could have gotten out of hand easily. I I understand that there was some communication issues with the headsets and all, and everybody could go after the Patriots. Oh, this one, no. But that was a league issue. And now they're bringing up all this about... Oh, the Patriots, it always seems to happen in Foxborough, and i that, you know what, yeah, that might be the case, but the Patriots weren't, what I understand now that there's a vote, there's a sensibility here, okay, I understand, the Patriots have been caught cheating allegedly twice, I get that whole thing, okay, I get it,
0: enough's enough, all right, not every little thing is some New England conspiracy, okay, The
1: headset thing is a league thing. If there was a problem, it's on the league's hand. League's hands. The league already acknowledged that they're looking into it. we both teams had issues with it last night. So, and it's, it's happened before, and it's happened in other games outside of New England. You know, I've seen people ask me today. I've had people ask me today. Well, why why does the league use headsets? I didn't think I didn't know every every command comes through. Not every command comes through the headsets. They make changes outside outside of what they get through the headsets and plays and such. But it just makes things easier, okay? But they still have problems, and we know that they have problems because you seen sometimes guys say, "Oh, I didn't get the play or something because they couldn't hear in the building, couldn't hear in the building despite the headset." Okay, it happens. But I don't want to read too much into that. To me, the game itself was a pretty solid football game. It wasn't great by any means, but it was a good solid football game. The Steelers had some issues with the headset; wouldn't get plays off and that, but that goes with the game. They held it together strong. I thought they moved the ball fantastic. Given what the Patriots were throwing them on defense. I gotta get the Patriots credit. You know, I've been I've won a pre curve I mean, since as long as I've been doing this show for five years. I've I've been hard on the Patriots defense, but their defense is you know, I think they're gonna have a good year with that defense. They've made they plugged some holes. They did at the end of last season. They they did a very good job with their schemes. Belichick uh maximizing what they had, but they got some new guys there. I don't think they're gonna have to do that too often. I think they filled some gaps. Um, did a good job, but the Steelers moved the ball very well. You know they got some injuries, but with Williams and Williams and they moved the ball well on the ground, which is what the Steelers have to do. That's their game. And I got they're not a team that's going to throw the ball that much. Um, but when they did, they did they made some good plays and you know they they kept themselves in it. The Patriots are just too tough, though. And I'm telling you, the worst thing for this league is having the Patriots come into this season with a chip on their shoulder, especially with Tom Brady having the biggest chip. Because you know they're angry, you know they think the whole world's against them, and that's when they're at their most dangerous. And they proved that last night. Obviously, they moved the ball effectively, and they couldn't be stopped. And Gronkowski was a force. Now, the, the thing is, they've got to keep him on the field. When they keep him on the field, they're so tough to stop on offense, it's ridiculous. But he was a force last night. Him and Brady were just dynamic last night. So a, a very good start for the Patriots. Not much you can be said, but I think a lot for the Steelers to be happy about. First of all, you're playing on a Stadium, and You played pretty tough. Kept that game as close as you could, as long as you could. Considering the way that the Patriots were moving the ball and considering that the amount of opportunities. Now, look, they missed two field goals, the Steelers. Those were key. The biggest problem for the Steelers early on was they couldn't punch the ball in the end zone. They couldn't get touchdowns. You've got to get touchdowns to beat Tom Brady. That's, we know that. But then they weren't even getting field goals and they missed two of them. So that, that didn't help. Those were that The two missed field goals were the key, and not getting the ball in the end zone was the key. Otherwise, you know, I think the Steelers did pretty well. They got themselves some good opportunities. So there's a lot to like here if you're a Steelers fan. Of all the injuries you have, you're able to still move the ball well. I mean, given all the issues outside of not getting the ball in the end zone and the two missed field goals, I thought the Steelers did very well. They did everything that they could defensively to stop Tom Brady. They just couldn't do it. Yes, there were some blown coverages on Gronkowski, but I think that's because the guy that they had the on um, the guy they had over there was a mismatch. They had mismatches. They had nobody that could guard Gronkowski. They, they just got mismatched. I don't know necessarily what they were trying to do on defense. I just think it was a mismatch and, and Gronkowski exposed it. Nobody they had over there could match up with him, and that was the that was the issue. Probably the game, more or less. So but I think the Steelers can take some positives from it. I don't think there's anything alarming. Definitely, they look better than they did when they started the season last year, and against a quality opponent. So, you know, that's a good thing. And, and the, the Patriots did what the Patriots do. They 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 just won the game, and they they looked good doing it. And now they move on. And now with, you know, with Brady not even having to serve any kind of suspension—at least at the moment—you know, they're off and running. It was a, it was a good. Uh, as far as the game itself, it was a good start to the NFL season. It's a good, solid game. Obviously, you like to try to make it a little more dramatic, maybe a little closer down the stretch at the end. But hey, it is what it is. A lot better than some of the blowout wins that we've had over the last couple of years in the opening night. So now you got that first game out of the way. The season's underway. And then you look at what we got coming up for the rest of Week One. And what we have is a, a, a really good bunch of interesting matchups. I mean, we already had the Patriots and the Steelers open up last uh, open up the season last night. Always your kickoff game. Always features your champion in their home building. And you usually get a pretty good matchup. You usually match up with a really good team. So there's always a good game to start things off. But we have some more good games coming at you on Sunday and Monday. So that's we did a very good job, I think, with some of these matchups. We got a storied rivalry taking taking up – uh the Sunday night broadcast slot and that is the Giants and the Cowboys and that should be just a fantastic game. You have the Packers and the Bears a storied library. So two storied libraries on week one here. Um and then some and, and then you have some other like some other interesting games. Ravens and Broncos. Uh Monday you got Eagles and Falcons. Vikings and 49ers, both teams trying to have a resurgence off of last season. Uh Lions and Chargers, two teams that surprised last year, Cardinals and Saints. A team that you know, we'll see what the Cardinals have. Playing a good team like the Saints because they a game on the road. It's always easier to play the Saints on the road. Um Seahawks open in Saint Louis. Where you know, St. Louis last year was and has been in the past a, pro- a problem. Playing in St. Louis against the Rams is a problem for a lot of teams in that division.
0: So that should be interesting for a week
1: one game. Colts and Bills, a lot of people believe in the Bills this year. Playing the Colts, a team that many people think can win the Super Bowl this year. Then Buffalo, Browns and Jets. Browns were a surprise last year. Jets, people think, could maybe be a surprise this year despite everything that went on in the off season. So we'll see what happens there. So some interesting match Chiefs and Texans. You know, we'll see what way the Chiefs go to start off the season here. Chiefs are a team that bears watching. They could, sneak, they could be – a sweeper, as they always. And I think I picked the Chiefs as a sweeper almost every year, but they, they could be. The Texans are a team that people have been on the bandwagon for the last couple of years, and they've disappointed regularly. But you know, we'll see what they got here, playing at home against a really tough opponent. So there's some really interesting matchups here in week one. So a good job to the NFL by book uh, by planning this. I thought they did a good job last year. I mean, week, every week there was really a, a good crop of matchups. I thought they did a very good job with that last year too. So good, good start here. Um, so for those that do not know, here's how we usually do this. I go over first things first thing, first, first things first. Now, since we don't have any other, uh, since we don't have any um, games to talk about from last week all we're going to do is preview games for this week. And what I usually do in previewing is I'll I'll, I'll give you all every game that's going to be on the schedule. But before I do that, I'll preview, I'll pick six. We call it the Pick Six Challenge. I pick six games. I usually pick the six best games. and Normally they're the games that are in prime time, like the, the Sunday night football game, the Monday night. Monday night game is not always good, but if it is, I'll pick it. I try to pick the prime time games. I try to pick the best games. I make picks, and then week to week, and Jeff Tech does the same thing. And, and, now hes I don't know how long he's going to be on the show, but he can still maybe email me his picks, and we can still keep that going. But um, we pick six. I pick six. Uh, we, we, we pick six games and make uh, picks for, them, for those games. And then week to week, we keep track of it. And, you know, it's a challenge between me and Jeff Tech, and last year I won, and, you know, that's how we do it. So we'll pick the best six games. Um, I didn't make a pick for last night's game, the Patriots and the Steelers. I did pick the Patriots. We're not going to count that because obviously I didn't log it or anything, but last night I made the pick in the early part of the show because people were asking me to make a pick, and I did. So we won't count that, but I did get it right. But, (laughs) no, so kudos to me. But that was an easy pick for me anyway. But anyway, um, so we'll pick six games. We'll talk about those games. Make the pick. And then after that, the games I did not make picks for, I'll kind of give you all, um, you know, the time, when they're going to be on, what network, et cetera, and a little note about that game, and then we'll move on. That's the way it works. Okay? Sound good? Sound good. All right. So let's get right down to it right here, right now here. As we start off, it's our first pick six challenge of the NFL season. So this is exciting. So let's get right into it right now. Like I said, I picked the Patriots last night in their opener against the Steelers. That will not count,
0: obviously, like I said. So here we start off week one. Brian and Jeff.
1: Alright, so let's go around the league right now. I'm going to start off with the Packers and the Bears. Again, all these games are on either Sunday or Monday. Okay. Packers and Bears. Sunday, one o'clock to Easter game on Fox from Soldier Field in Chicago. Uh Packers come in, having won the division last year. Again, as always considered a Super Bowl, potential Super Bowl winner. Bears coming off a really rough season, some major changes. We'll see what they have here. They're playing at Soldier Field, a rivalry game right off the bat here. To me, the Packers are more prepared for this kind of game than the Bears. They are a little bit more, they are real younger. Uh, but the Bears can make a major statement here if they come out of the gate and knock off the Packers. I expect this to be a fairly close game. Um, always tough to be, play the Bears in their building, but I like the Packers a lot. They do have a couple injuries going on, but I still like the Packers a lot here, even on the road. So I think the Packers probably eke out a game here, and I think I think it will be close. So I'm going with the Packers here uh, against the Bears here in week one. Jeff Tech is going to go with the Bears because he's always been, for some, he always likes picking the Bears. Now, remember, a couple of years ago, I was the one that always picked the Bears. I was the one that always picked the Bears. Now he kind of does that, along with the Colts and a couple others. Uh, I think the Broncos are the three he likes to pick a, a lot of the time, but... All right, so that should be an interesting game to check out—a rivalry game again. NFL giving you a couple of good storied rivalries: Cowboys, Giants, and Bears-Packers. Right off the gate, that's pretty good. It's a good game to start. couple good games to start the season. All right, here's another game that I think is going to be really, really good. Um, not for as obvious reasons as Packers and
0: uh,
1: Bears and Giants, Cowboys, but in its own right, Saints-Cardinals. 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern game on Fox. Uh, this is going to be from University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. I know it's the Saints on the road, but the Saints, much like the Bears, want to make a statement. They had an awful year last year. They're looking to make a statement. And this is in a, in a kind of in a dome anyway, so it's still not quite outdoor outdoors. So I still think Group B is put out on a show here. Cardinals. A lot at stake for them. Last year, you know, injuries kind of depleted their season. They lost two quarterbacks. It was just a mess. They were, at one point, the one seed in the NFC. It just came apart for them. Um, You look to see what they're going to do. They're going to be looking to make a statement. For both teams, this is really a statement game. Um, I expect this to be very competitive. I, I do still believe in the Cardinals. I still think they have a really good team. Um and I, I think the Saints when motivated and I think they are and you know, who knows if a lot of last year had to do with the fact they just got Sean Payton back and everybody came back after the whole you know, scandal there and everything. But, you know, the Saints are gonna be coming out with a chip on their shoulder a little bit too to try to prove something. So I, but I think this will be competitive. Um, I think the, the question for me is gonna come down to whether the Cardinals can do enough on defense to shut down New Orleans. Because New Orleans is always going to score. That's kind of their thing. And, and the Cardinals offensively can be easily stopped. The Saints are always – we know what the Saints are defensively. They're not—they're never about that. But the Cardinals don't offer you a, a, a very big threat on offense. So I think that plays the Saints' hands. So because of that, because of the fact that the Saints are this offensive juggernaut, and because they don't have to worry too much about the Cardinals – Offensively, I think the current, Card- I think the Saints are my pick here to take this game. So Saints for me, Cardinals for Jetpack. I like the fact that we're picking different teams, Jetpack. Don't pick the same team. Let's make it interesting. right are a game. All right, another game in the four o'clock window, four or five p.m. Eastern game on Fox, the Lions versus the Chargers. This game from Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. San Diego was a huge surprise last year. You know, we they, we kind of ragged on them for a long couple for a few years there because they were kind of like, man, they need changes, need a clean slate. Well, they they changed the coaching, but they didn't change the players. But last year they made strides. So now you don't worry worry about changing the per, the players. You just keep on the, the momentum. You keep on the direction you're going. And because there was clearly some momentum last year, there was a clear step forward last year. You look to build off that this year. It's not going to be easy for them. Now they get the lucky for them they're playing this game at home. But they're still playing a Detroit team that was a a, a, a kind of like a revelation last year. They weren't they played some defense. They got better on defense. You know, offensively we know they can score. Now the thing for them is kind of like uh New Orleans is where well, but they're much more comfortable at home and in an adult. But they unlike new i I think they're better equipped to deal with the outdoor environment than a team like New Orleans anyway, so I do I don't expect this to be a runaway game for either one of these teams. The difference for me is what's going to come down to is is Detroit going to continue to improve on defense? Are they going to show us what they did last year? They were very good at stopping the run last year. Can they continue to do that if they can be Show us the show us the defense they showed us at the end of last season, and I think they stand a good chance in this game of winning a game on the road. If they don't, then this should be a a, a win for the uh, the Chargers. That's what I think it comes down to. I am going to pick the Chargers because I feel like they're a better a better bet at home. Um, Jeff, technical with the Lions. That's another team you like to pick, the Lions. You always like to pick that. You like that division. um, Always do. Like, he likes to pick the Packers a lot of times, too, but I do, too. So, All right. Another game. From the 4-0-5 window. 4 o'clock window, pardon me. 4.25 p.m. Eastern game on CBS. We pick a game from CBS. Ravens versus Broncos from Sports Authority Field in Denver. Broncos have a lot to prove, and it's, it's weird because they won their division, they shouldn't, but they do. Peyton Manning, I heard that last year, never looked the same. That team took some lumps last year. You know, went in, We didn't know Peyton Manning was even going to play this year. This could be his last season. This could be it for him. So, obviously, he's going to be very motivated. This team, I think, is going to be very motivated trying to put something together here, trying to win a Super Bowl this year. Because that's what they've been assembled for. They get a tremendous test right out of the gate in a Ravens team that we know is not going to be afraid to play on the road. It doesn't matter where you play the Ravens, they're going to be the same team no matter where they go. Defensively, they're going to hit you around. That's the way they are. They're a tough nose, hard-nosed defensive team, very physical up front. Even more so than the Steelers are. Steelers used to be just the same way, but they they've lost some of that. Ravens are still all about that. And their offense took some major leaps forward last year. Joe Flacco had a very good year last year offensively, despite the fact they lost Ray Rice. You look to see if that will continue. If, if if offensively they can do what they've done, if the offensively they can do what they did last year and be far more consistent, then they have a chance to win the whole thing. That's just the way, that's just the Ravens. If they ever get offense to go with their defense consistently, they're tough to beat. And you know it doesn't matter where you play them. They're, they're impervious to their environment. So um, this is a very tough matchup for Denver right out of the gate to have to play this kind of physical team right out of the gate. Um, but also I know with Peyton Manning that he's super motivated. So this is a tough game for me. I think this is probably one of the toughest games of the weekend for me to call. I think this is the toughest game for me to call. I'm picking the Ravens because defensively I think for a t- for a team like – the Broncos, a little older, obviously Peyton Manning being older, this is a tough matchup to get right out of week one. This is something that, you know, you, you like to have a couple weeks into the season when you've gotten your feet wet and the chemistry is, is going. And Remember, that's what this first few weeks of the season's about. It's about gelling as a team and coming together as a team and getting your kind of feet wet. No, None of these teams have that yet. I mean, the Patriots looked like it last night, but even then they're not, they haven't come completely together yet. It's only week one. So, this is not a game that you like to have right out of the gate. So, I think this is a very uncomfortable matchup for for the Broncos. I am picking the Ravens. Jeff Tech, of course, is going to go with the Broncos. We're not picking the Colts game, Jeff Tech, so you can't pick them this week. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Now we go to the Sunday night game, which I think is going to be a good game, and you know, maybe if this game later in the season, if one of these teams was out, we wouldn't pick it. You know, it's a storied rivalry, but since it's week one, there's no record, and it's a storied rivalry, I was going to pick it. 8:30 p.m. Eastern game, NBC, NBC's second game of the week, Giants and Cowboys from AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, Arlington, Texas. Ah, uh, Giants. If you want, if the Giants want to make a statement, they'll beat win, beat the Cowboys in Dallas at the end of the year that the Cowboys had last season. The Cowboys looking to prove last year isn't a fluke, looking to get off to a better start than they did last year, um, where, you know, it kind of was a a little bit up and down and they kind of took off. Giants are on the hot seat. Tom Coughlin is on the hot seat. Remember they tried a new offense last year, took them a few weeks to work out the kinks, was a struggle. Things turned around for them. But then it was too late and it kind of fell apart again. You look for them on defense to set the tone early. Remember, Giants are all about pass rush. If they don't pass, if they don't rush the pass, passer, then their defense just falls apart. That's their defense. They gotta make the quarterback uncomfortable. Tony Romo's a guy that doesn't like being knocked down. He's got some injury history. Giants are gonna want to get after him, make him uncomfortable. You do that, even though he's a mobile quarterback, you do that. That will affect the game enough to keep the Giants in it. And of course, the Giants need to score. This offense, when it's right, they have deep threats. When this offense, this offense, when it's right, is a very top-notch offense. Giants, I believe, are going to have a better year than people think. I've seen a lot of people already write them off. I think they're going to be one of the surprises. I like this team. I think that when they have a lot to prove and their backs are against the wall, and it within this, that's when they're at their, their toughest. I think they realize this is a season that they have to have results, and I have to pick at least one kind of upset pick of this week. And everybody's going to favor the Cowboys. I'm going to pick the Giants to be the upset pick of the week. I think the Giants will beat the Cowboys in Dallas, and that's saying a lot because I do think the Giants were not a flu- uh, the Cowboys were not a fluke last year. I think the co- I think the Cowboys are going to have a good season. I just think the Giants are going to win this week. I think they got a lot to prove. So Giants for me. Cowboys for Jeff Tech. All right. One more game to pick, and we're going to pick a a game from Monday night. There are two Monday night games. It's a tradition for week one. We're going to pick the first Monday night game. not going to pick book. I don't really care for the second one, even though I think it's interesting. Um, I don't think it's a good enough game to pick, to be honest. Uh, So, Monday, 6.55 p.m. Eastern game, ESPN, the first of two ESPN games, the Eagles at the Falcons from the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Eagles are a trendy pick. They were a trendy pick last year. They're a trendy
0: pick this year.
1: Um, I always made some changes at the quarterback position. You know, you look to see what they're going to do. They're going to obviously be a high-powered offense. just like last year. That's what Chip Kelly does. Um, what you want to see is a little bit more improvement on defense. Um, but offensively, we know they're tough to guard. Their, their schemes are complex. That's Chip Kelly. and. That's what they live and thrive off of, and that's what they did last year. That's why they had the success they did at points last year. i expect them to do that again on offense and have success there, but defense is going to be their key. They need to be able to defend, and they can even be an average defensive team with their offense. They should go places, so that's what you look to see here in week one. The Falcons kind of were teased last year. They're in and out of, you know, that's the way the whole NFC South was. Teams were up and down, and, Panthers were kind of the team that kind of – it was like a war of attrition. that kind of survived it. Um, the Falcons, really, if you look at it, they're the, they're the solid team in that division. They have a little bit of everything. The Panthers are more defense. The Saints are more offense. The Buccaneers are rebuilding. And then you have the Falcons, which have playmakers they, – they have just solid players on defense and on offense. They have solid players on both sides of the ball. That's their thing. That's what they are. They're just solid. And you know but the, the thing is their performance last year was radically inconsistent the whole year. You look for consistency. If you get consistency, they're going to be in this football game. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be in it. Even with the high-powered offense of the Eagles, they will be in it. They are tough to play in their building, and that's where they're going to be.
0: I'm expecting a good effort from the Falcons. I am. But I think what
1: the Eagles bring on offense, unless you can answer the bell on offense, I don't care defensively if you're solid or not. If you can't answer the bell on offense, okay, unless you're a really good defense, like a Seattle or a Baltimore, you can't stop them. Even those teams can only look
0: to contain them. So a team like the Falcons just – being solid, is not,
1: especially on defense, is not going to be enough. And it's not going to be enough on offense either. So because of that, I am going to go with the Eagles in this game. Jeff Tech is going to go with the Eagles as well. So right, I guess we're bound to make the same pick. So, not too bad, though. Five out of six for different picks. Alright, so here we go. We made our six picks. Here is our week one pick six challenge, our six games that we've picked, okay? I picked the Packers over the Bears. Jeff Tech, the Bears over the Packers. Saints over the Cardinals for me. Cardinals over the Saints for Jeff Tech. Chargers over the Lions for me. Lions over the Chargers for Jeff Tech. Ravens over the Broncos for me. Broncos over the Ravens for Jeff Tech. Giants over the Cowboys for me. Cowboys over the Giants for Jeff Tech. Eagles we, me and Jeff Tech both picked the Eagles over the Falcons. So those are the six games that we picked and the results that we picked. Now, outside of those six games, we've already had the kickoff game last night between the Patriots and Steelers, because the Patriots won 28-21. Uh, to 21. Outside of the games that we mentioned, here are the other games we have going on this weekend. I've already kind of mentioned them. 1 o'clock, Pim Eastern game, CBS, Chiefs at the Texans from NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. Should be an interesting game, as I mentioned. One o'clock p.m. Eastern game, CBS. Browns at the Jets from MetLife Stadium. Should be an interesting game there. Uh, One o'clock p.m. Eastern game, CBS. Colts were at the Bills in Buffalo. We'll see what the Bills got. That'll be a test for them right out of the game. One o'clock p.m. Eastern game, CBS. Dolphins at the Redskins. Uh, a lot of be some interesting throws there with Robert Griffin the Third and. That ongoing story, and uh, Dolphins, we'll see if they can continue. They've, they've sometimes been a surprise in recent years. They can kind of sneak up on you and be in the mix. So, wouldn't surprise me if that happens again for them. 1 o'clock, P.M. Eastern game on Fox. Panthers at the Jaguars. Jaguars, not much is expected of them. Panthers, we'll see. They've surprised last year. They've surprised the last couple years. They figured to be in the mix at the very least. 1 o'clock, P.M. Eastern game on Fox. Seahawks at the Rams. Keep an eye on that game. Rams have. Kind of like the Buccaneers in their building, the Rams, you know, have played some interdivision teams tough in their building. So you could see man, it could be an upset, you know, especially in week one. when, Like I said, teams are still not completely together at that point. All right. 4.25 p.m. Eastern game, CBS, Titans at the Buccaneers. Last year the Titans were kind of like the pick what – the Titans were picked to do what the Cardinals did last year, kind of surprised and make the playoffs even do maybe even better than that. Well, they didn't. They they this is a, this is a team that had expectations last year. They weren't even close to being met. Maybe this year when nobody expects much of them, they'll do what they were supposed to do last year. We'll see. They had a lot of injury problems last year too. Four twenty five Pim Eastern games C B S. Bengals at the Raiders. Playing in Oakland can be tough. You know they're always going to be physical, especially on defense. Offensively they don't always offer enough. But uh Bengals should win this game. Not anything expected of the Raiders this year. Bengals should win this game. The, the Raiders, I'm the, the Bengals last year did a very good job early on of winning the games they were supposed to win, and a couple, and then early on they beat a couple teams that in their division, and they they made some big strides and that put them in a good position. But it kind of just all fell apart for them after that. Ravens Bengals, if they're going to do what they want, set out to do, which is break that glass ceiling and finally exceed expectations and, and make a push for the Super Bowl, because we've seen them make the playoffs and want to see them win the division and, go all, and and make strides forward and kind of advance and progress. If they're going to do that. they got to beat the teams they're supposed to be, and here's their first chance to do that with the Raiders. All right. And then, uh, and then the only other game we haven't mentioned anything about is the, the second Monday night game, a 10:15 p.m. Eastern game, ESPN Vikings at the 49ers. We already we already did talk about a real bad for both teams. You know, a lot the both teams had a bad year last year. Adrian Peterson returning for the Vikings, 49ers new coach, new energy, second year in their new um, stadium. 49ers looking to prove that last year is done and over. With. They're in a new chapter, a new era. Trying to make a comeback after last year, Vikings trying to have resurgence as well. So a statement game for both and to see what they can do. So that, that that should be an intriguing matchup for sure on Monday night. All right, so that's your Week One slate of games. So some interesting matchups, um, some storied rivalries, a nice mixture of games, some intrigue and. Some teams looking to make statements, some teams that could potentially be dark horses, surprises, meeting up with other teams that could be potential surprises and dark horses. So some really good stuff to start off the NFL season this weekend. Should make for some good discussion on, that's good discussion next week in the aftermath of those games. And, again, you know, that's the first part of the season, week one through week three. It's about getting your feet wet, kind of just working out the kinks and getting things figured out. And then weeks four through through six are about, um, you know, kicking things into high gear and, and and making progress and and you know, like all right, the season started, let's move, you know, and then you get to the week seven through nine, the halfway point of the season. About seeing where you're at, do you have to make trades? What kind of personnel switches do you have to make? What can you? Is there any changes you have to make? Kind of like let's see what we got. It's like a valuation period. Let's see what we got, and then weeks ten through thirteen is the, is um, like the moving period. Get yourself in that position to make the playoffs. That's when the contenders and the pretenders are separated. You weed out the pretenders, and by the time you get to week thirteen, you know who's really still in it. You weeded out all the we will call it riffraff, but the pretenders, and you're left with just the, the the real contenders for playoff spots. And then, obviously, weeks fourteen through seventeen, that's the playoff for us. That's the way the season works. And so here we and now we started, and now it's just about just getting your feet wet and getting your team all on the same page. That's really what it's all about right now in these this week and these next couple of weeks after. So, all right. So we made picks for this week, but we haven't made seasonal picks yet. So let's do that right now. Some overall season picks right now. And I've already kind of tilted my hand a little bit. Jeff Tech has uh, got some picks ready too. So what we're going to do is this. We're just going to make picks. We're going to pick the teams that we think will make the playoffs and pick one sweeper team outside of those that we think might make the playoffs. So one additional team that might sneak in and steal a spot from somebody on both sides, AFC and NFC. And then we'll make our playoff picks and our Super Bowl picks. That's the way we'll work it. So, um, playoff picks first. Uh, Jeff Tech has picked obviously the Colts, the Patriots,
0: Ravens, either his divisional winners and Broncos. No surprises there. Wildcards. Bengals, oh, that's a familiar spot for them. And Chargers, okay?
1: So that's his playoff teams. Here's my playoff teams. Colts. These are AFC
0: teams, by the way. Pats. Broncos. I'll go with the Ravens as well. So we both got the same teams. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Again, in a wild card spot. And I will go with. I won't go with the Steelers because I think they can be on the outside looking in. Um, I pick the Chiefs every year and they always seem to let me down when I pick them.
1: I'll go on them. I'll pick the Bills. I do like the Bills. I do. But Rex, I think there's a different mindset. So, yeah, I'll pick the Bills. You know, I want to go different on something. I always I, mean Jeff to pick the same teams. I don't want to do that. So, all right, so what's the AFC teams. NFC,
0: I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to say the Eagles win the division. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. The NFC is going to be infinitely tougher. The Packers, far more teams in competition. I think the Saints. Whenever they have a down year, they usually come right back. So I think the Saints. And then for wild cards, I'm going to pick... Cowboys,
1: because I think they're going to have a good year. I'm going to put the Cowboys and the Giants. I think the
0: NFC East is going to be that that good this year. I'm one of the few that actually believes in um, the Giants. So, all right. So those are my two wild cards. Jeff Tech's NFC picks: Seahawks. Uh, Sorry, my pen just keeps running out. Packers. Panthers. Nice to have something different there. Panthers are a good pick. Cowboys. Fair pick. And the wild cards, 49ers, oh, so he's going to pick that big of a resurgence. And uh, the
1: Cardinals, okay. It's a tough decision for me between the Cardinals and the Giants. I think those two teams could be the wild cards too. But I just, don't think the NFC East are is going to be that good. That's why I picked three from the NFCs. All right. And then our each one of us gets one additional sweeper team to pick. I will make the Cardinals my sweeper team since I think it's going to be between them and the Giants for the last wild card. Jeff Tech's
0: additional sweeper team is Dark Sweeper. Dark Horse team is Saints. Okay. So you both got kind of like the same teams in the mix for the most part. All right.
1: So those are our, our predictions for playoff teams. Um,
0: my NFC Championship game matchup. Eagles versus I go Eagles versus Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are good enough to get back there again. Jeff Tech is gonna go with Eagles. Oh he likes the Eagles that well too, huh? I and mean, it's a wild card. Um versus Packers, okay. I'm picking the Eagles. Jeff Tech's picking the Eagles. Oh, interesting. AFC Championship game. I'm gonna go with Colts versus Pats. I think it'll be a rematch.
1: I'm going with the Colts. Jeff Tech is going with Colts versus Pats as well, and he's going with the Colts. we got the same Super Bowl. You know, he had to rip me off on that. I think he did that last year, too, to be fair. they think he picked a different team to win the Super Bowl. I have to look back at it. I think that's the only difference
0: he had last year. All right, so Eagles versus Colts for both of us in the Super Bowl. I'm picking the Colts, and so is Jeff Tech. So we both picked the same. So this year, like I said, I think last year we picked the same Super
1: Bowl matchup, but we picked different teams to win. I think he picked the Broncos, I picked I think the C. I think it was the reverse of the year before when I made the pick. This year we made the same picks for the Super Bowl. Same matchup for the Super Bowl, we picked the same team to win it. So I, I do think that I like both teams. I like the Eagles and I like the Colts. I do like both teams, I think, but I think the Colts, but they have valuable experience in the AFC title game last year. I think that'll make all the difference. So I think they made they they improved their talent enough, and and Jeff just picking up because he's a homer. He lives in Indianapolis, So all right. So there's your there's your oh one more thing. We picked uh, playoff teams. We picked Super Bowl. We picked uh, playoff matchups, championship matchups. We got to pick MVPs.
0: Uh, my MVP. I think me and Jeff are going to have the same MVP pick. I think we're both going to pick Andrew Luck. Yeah, we're both going to pick Andrew Luck. I pick
1: Andrew Luck. He picked Andrew Luck. No surprise there. So even our MVP picks are the same. Copycat. All right. So we picked MVP. We picked uh, playoff matchups. So here we go. Here's our our playoff. Here's our season picks. Our MVP picks are both the same. We both pick Andrew Luck of the Colts to win the MVP in NFL. Um, Our playoff teams. Other my divisional winners, Eagles, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, um, from the NFC. My two wild cards, Cowboys and Giants, my um my sweeper team is the Cardinals to sneak in. As a, as a, another other potential playoff team. Um, my AFC picks, the Colts, the Pats, the Ravens and the Broncos and the Bengals and the Bills are my uh
0: my um potential wild-card teams. Um, Jeff Tech's picks,
1: NFC, Seahawks, Packers, Panthers, Cowboys, his divisional teams, wild-cards, 49 ers Cardinals, Uh, his AFC playoff teams, Colts, Pats, Ravens, Broncos, wild-cards, Bengals, Chargers, this other sweeper is the Saints. We're not picking sweepers from both conferences, folks, just right? We don't want to do that because then it's just going to end up being repetitive, okay? One sweeper is for the whole league, for each one of us. So, And then our playoff matchup, NFC Championship game, Eagles versus Seahawks and Colts versus Pats. For me, I picked the Eagles and the Colts to move on to the Super Bowl. It's my Super Bowl matchup. Jeff Tech picks the Eagles versus the 49ers. Probably Eagles versus the Packers and the Colts versus the Patriots. We both picked. The, I mean, he picked, he will also pick Eagles and Colts to advance the Super Bowl. We both picked the Colts to win the Super Bowl over the Eagles. Those are our seasonal picks. All right, so we did all that. So to to close out tonight, because as I said, I want to try to make college football a, a, a part of the show as often as possible, and why not start that um, with the with, with week one. Um, we will do that right now, and there's not really um, – there's really no news stories to talk about. There is a story out there about the pack trial proposing athletes to profit from names. I don't want to talk about that tonight. I'd rather say that is an overall sports story to maybe discuss on Tuesday, that's something i like to bring my co-host in on as part of the discussion, so we'll leave that alone for now. So if you want – also, if you want to hear some of our thoughts on that story, you might want to tune into Tuesday night's show here. Um, we'll talk about that probably. I'm going to try to get that in on the show on Tuesday because I think that's something that I'd like to hear my co-host's perspective on as well, not just my own. No sense of talking about it twice. And I want to talk about it here and then repeat myself again on Tuesday. So we'll leave it to Tuesday for that. So outside of that, there's really no news stories as far as college football talk about. So what I want to do is here in this segment right now, is take a look at what we have on tap for this weekend. That's really, at the very least, what I want to try to do every week is kind of point out to you all. We're not going to make picks or anything because that just takes too long. And like I said, I don't want to overdo it because I know a lot of you, no, nobody really pushes for us to discuss college football. But I want to just kind of highlight a couple of games, at, at least every week, that bear are watching. Um, and... So as I look at what we got on tap for this week, it's not a whole lot um, Notre dame Virginia might be interesting uh that's a three thirty pm eastern game ABC um, Georgia Vanderbilt might be interesting that's a game uh three thirty pm eastern c b s But general, uh, Oregon, Michigan State, number seven versus number five, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern game, ABC. That's obviously the game of the weekend. You want to tune into that. Also, LSU, number 14, LSU, number 25, Mississippi State, 9.15 p.m. Eastern game, ESPN. Uh, So those two games would be the two highlights. And definitely LSU, I think, is the favorite there, although keeping on Mississippi State, they made big strides last year, as we all know. Uh, Oregon, Michigan State. This is a big game for Michigan State. We all know what Oregon did last year; got to the championship game. They want to make a statement early, knock off Oregon, and put yourselves in some really good, uh, good standing. Good standing as far as making the playoffs go. Because remember, Michigan State sooner or later is going to have to deal with Ohio State. So if you get this, or if you win win this Oregon game, even if you were to play Ohio State later on and lose, you know, at least the committee can look at it and go. At least the committee will look at this and go, all right, you, you knocked off Oregon in week two. So there's still something there. So it's an important game for Michigan State. So not a whole – again, early part of the season, college football, get maybe one or two good matchups a week. You know, and once you start getting into the conferences and stuff, it starts to get – you know, you start to get, in the a way, a better matchup. So, but I keep an eye on those games, and we'll see what happens. I, but if I were to pick the two best games are obviously LSU-Mississippi State. And Oregon, Michigan State, I think LSU should probably win the Mississippi State game, but Mississippi State again took strides raster, so they could be surprised there. I'd pick LSU if I was going to pick there. And Michigan State, Oregon, it's going to be a really good football game. Um, I like Michigan State a lot, but I'd still go with Oregon because I, I, you know, Michigan State um, Oregon's obviously, got the high. I mean, even though they they obviously have a different, cha- they have a change at the quarterback position, new quarterback, etc. So they're still a very strong team offensively, especially that's always their thing. So, um, and Michigan State is more of a scrappy or scrappier team. Oregon's more fluid. So, I don't know. I guess I mean the fact they're playing this game at home, Michigan State behooves them a little bit more, but plays them a little bit more. But I don't think Oregon fears being on the road either. So I, I, just, I'm from, I mean, it's only week two, but from what I, what I've seen of both teams last week, and I did see a little bit. I liked what I saw from Oregon more than I did of Michigan State. So I, I pick, I edge towards Oregon in that game. But it wouldn't surprise me if Michigan State wins. I think it, it, Michigan State could benefit a lot from that, as far as you know, one, the uh, making a case for a playoff spot later on. Because I think if they when they play Ohio State they're going to lose, and but at least have a win over Oregon on their ledger that will help them going forward. So, yeah. So all right. So that's that's really all I can say about college football. Again, I'm just going to try to give us a, give you all a little bit of that each week if we can. Um, and then, like I said, once we start getting into conference season and college football, I think there'll be a, a few, few more matches we could probably talk about. All right. So we got through everything. That was pretty good. We uh. We got through everything, so I think we're gonna leave it at that. We did some college football, we chronicled black, we talked we did an overview of the season, kind of a season preview, made some picks for the season, made this week's picks, so good good job, good stuff for the first week. All right. So we'll wrap up. Uh the show might be over, but that does not mean that you have to stop interacting, contributing to our show. You can continue to send us feedback, topic ideas, breaking news items, react to things that we said on the show, comment, general comments, any of those things you can send Email to send to us via email, Facebook, and Twitter. You can email us at IT Spotlight 411 at gmail.com. That's IT Spotlight 411 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at IT Spotlight 411. That's IT Spotlight 411. And please going to use the hashtag, hashtag IT Spotlight 411. Again, that's hashtag IT Spotlight 411. Or you can use the hashtag ITS Football Friday. That's hashtag ITS Football Friday. If you're talking about something related to Football Friday, you can use that one as well. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for us, using the full title of our show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And once you find our fan page, like our page, and go ahead and post whatever it is you like to post. We encourage you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest show information. It really helps you out, especially with with the Football Friday shows, whatever time changes or or updates on scheduling or anything like that. It really does help. But but should you not do that, then you'd prefer just to follow along on our main show page on TalkShoe.com. That is more than fine as well. To find our main show page on TalkShoe.com, search for us using the full title of our show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our main show page there on TalkShoe, you will have access to all of our episodes since we started here almost five years ago. They're all in order from the most recent, date to the oldest, in the episode archive at the bottom of the page, all labeled for you. So if you missed an episode and need to catch up or you can find out if you missed an episode by just looking through there or want to listen to episodes again, you can do all that down there. Also, our most recent episode can also be found in the top right-hand corner of the show page in the most recent episode box. Just click on the play icon in that box and the episode will play for you. So obviously the show page can help you in catching up and listening to episodes again and finding out if you've been missing episodes because you can look at the archive or the most recent episode box and figure that out. Also, anytime I schedule a show, there's a countdown clock and upcoming episode thing that appears on the page coming down to our next show. I don't usually schedule shows so pretty much right before they start now, maybe even 5 minutes when they start, but if you follow our our main show page regularly, particularly on show days, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and also I would probably check back the days after show the usual show days because then if you miss something, you can immediately know you did. But check in also, again, especially on actual show days. Keep refreshing the page. Then you'll know when we're definitely having a show as you'll see the countdown clock and the listing appear. So our main show page here on TalkShoe, very helpful. Feel free to utilize it here on TalkShoe.com, our main home for our show. If you want to check out some of our more recent episodes, you can – Also, check us out on our second home, Libsyn.com. Search for us using the full title of our show, In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find us um, on Libsyn, uh, on our show page, scroll down, you'll find all of our most recent episodes labeled for you with uh, complete descriptions to help you find the episode you're looking for. So if it's some of our more recent episodes you're looking for and you want to check those out, you can also check those out on Libsyn.com, our second home, and it's Libsyn.com. With our with our five year anniversary of our show coming up, you might be feeling nostalgic, and want to check out some of our older episodes, or maybe you've never listened to some of our older episodes. Well, if that's the case, you might want to head over to BlogTalkRadio.com, where you can listen to our first 31 episodes of our show that we've ever that we ever had, our original 31 episodes. They are over there, so search for us over on BlogTalkRadio.com using the full title of our show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our old show page, scroll down, you'll find those first 31 episodes ever of our show, our original 31 episodes are there in order from their most recent date to the oldest. They're all labeled for you. So whether you've never listened to them before or you'd like to listen to them again, they're there for you if you want to listen to them over there on blogtalkradio.com. Yeah, it's blogtalkradio.com. iTunes is still being worked on, so hopefully we'll have that worked out, especially before next week's TV Awards. So bear with us on that as you have been, if you can. I thank Jeff Tech for being here this afternoon and giving up his time today. Thank you, Jeff Tech. Thank myself for another great show. Pat myself on bank. Thank all of you for your continued support and contribution. show. thank you so much for listening. Those of you that listen live here this afternoon to our season premiere of Football Friday, thank you so much. Those of you that we listen to this in archive at some point, thank you as always as well. That's it for this week. This is our last show for this week. Our next show will be on this coming Tuesday night in our normal time slot, eight o'clock Eastern Time. It will be a kind of a mixture of sports and wrestling. I don't know how much sports we're going to do. We'll probably do that Pac-12 story about the profiting from names that I told you about a few minutes ago. That will be a story that I try to definitely fit in, but I might. I'm going to try to get in some baseball too as we are approaching the end of the season. The playoff pushes in full swing. But most of the show will be dedicated to wrestling and previewing WWE's Night of Champions pay-per-view. It's taking place live on WWE Network and on pay-per-view a week from this Sunday. We'll be previewing the show, previewing all the matches, talking about all the major storylines, all that usual stuff that we usually do on wrestling shows. Also questions and comments from our listeners related to wrestling will be addressed. So if you want to get some questions and comments for that, please feel free to do so for Tuesday's show. So that will be what's coming at you on Tuesday, next Thursday, of course, our big, one of our biggest events of the year, the In the Spotlight TV Awards, the fifth annual edition of those awards coming at you next Thursday, September 17th, here on Talk Show at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So next week, a big, big week for our show. And, of course, we'll have Football Friday for you right here next week as well. So that's what's coming up next week. I hope you all have a great rest of your Friday, a great weekend, and a great start to your week next week. We'll see you back here. For our next show, this coming Tuesday night, September the 15th, broadcasting live here on Talk Show at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Have a good
0: afternoon and night, everybody, and a good weekend.